guys, welcome to episode 16 of the Blockchain Bandits podcast. You're here with me, Jeff. Myself, Courtney. And me, Andy. Um, this week, you've got all of us here again. None of us are off, you know, messing around with girls or being drunk or hungover and pretend to be ill. Once again, two times in a row, Courtney has made it. Thank you, Courtney, for putting aside all your personal stuff to grace us with your presence once more. <laughs> You know, he's made us feel really bad of it. He came, turned up late. He was all like, oh, I'm here, you know, guys. Could have been here doing this and that. And uh, it just got so, so. Oh, my goodness. But anyway. Wait, I, I, was just, I was just went to see where that was going to go because uh, none of that was true. So I'm just going to take over Jeffrey's part of, of, of this now. So, guys, yeah. Um, the disclaimer. We are not financial advisors, guys. Um, you know, nothing we say can be held against us in any shape or form. We are simply just trying to provide a service to actually make everybody happy in the blockchain space. Anyway, yeah, all the, <laughs> stuff, all the stuff I said was true. Um, but it, he was right about the fact that we're not financial advisors. So, yeah, take everything with a pinch of salt, do your own research and all of that stuff. But, yeah, this week we'll be talking about just how the markets have been recently. Um just a quick recap of that we'll be talking about the biggest icos that have come yet so venezuela dropped their ico and so did um telegram the um the messenger app they had their own ico and it was huge and we'll be going into that we'll also be talking about the new form of icos that has been suggested by vitalik buterin the founder of ethereum um a daico which is a mix between a dao and an ico we'll be going into that as well we'll also be talking about regulation in gibraltar and malta and how that could set a precedent for the rest of the ico market and cryptocurrency space and blockchain space so yeah first up the markets how have they been this past week like what do they look like well there's not been much movement um, price was, went spiked a bit, uh, went towards the 12k level and dropped back below 10k. So right now it sits around 9,471. Um, that's Bitcoin against the dollar. A number of factors um, play at play there. Like the dollar strength has increased, so that has pushed the Bitcoin price down against the dollar. Um, also, there's not really been much movement, you know, it's just been sideways and you can kind of expect this consolidation after uh, the crash we had previously. Um, Andy made a big, a good point about someone buying up quite a lot of Bitcoin recently. Yeah, this was, this was about um, basically while our last podcast, episode 15, was being released, mm. uh, a big player, we, obviously we don't know who, bought up a lot of Bitcoin. Um, I don't exactly have the numbers up, but um, th this made drastic changes for where we were um, last week. Uh, that like basically the price of Bitcoin did rise quite a lot. What we're seeing now is a bit, again um, a bit of consolidation, a bit of recovery, a bit of sideways action. We did kind of say that it was going to play around this support region of around nine k, ten k. Yeah. Uh, that's where it's been stuck. Um, but. Yeah, it, it, it seems expected right now. Like, um, I'll be interested to see what happens next week, really. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit, what would we say? It's a bit speculative to say whether or not, um, you know, there'll be a proper recovery of Bitcoin. Um, obviously, everybody's hoping that Bitcoin will shoot through the roof again. Mm. 
um, but you know what what would really be the factors do you reckon that would actually push it up um, you know, it's the same factors there always is really just more people buying and um, pushing it up and just confidence returning into the market I think slowly it will happen um, but who knows yeah. it has a, has certain barriers to um, get past to do that I think if we have want to see a definite like we've mentioned this before but 13k if it breaks around the 13k level mm. um, we can you know we can expect more confidence to um, enter the market and more investors to, to jump in but we'll have to see yeah I, I think it's uh, well since, since last week anyway mm. I'd say the volume has been a big, uh, a big one. Yeah. Like it's, it's decreasing volume by quite a lot. So you're seeing less buy orders, more, a lot more sell orders um, this week in general. But personally, uh, but yeah, like I, I think we would need an increase in volume. We'd need more people into the market. We'd need more people trading, uh, whether that be buy or sell. In that, hopefully that will be give it that extra kick or push. That's usually the start of it anyway. Definitely, definitely, I agree. Um, let's see how Ethereum's doing, which is the, the other guy, the other big yeah, boy in the market. It's been on a slight drop um, recently, I know for a fact, but they're kind of looking quite similar. Yeah, it's just a lot of consolidations. It's in, it's in a kind of range area here, um, around between 900 and 800, really. Um, well, even 1K. It's always bounce. Oh, I forgot what it's called. Um, Oh, I forgot the term, uh, the TA for it. Oh, the, the Elliott Wave yeah, theory, yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, you could kind of see that sort of shape um, forming. We kind of have to just wait and see again, same same situation. If it breaks or get, uh, above 1K, I think you can start to, um, and, and holds, you can start to see confidence growing up again, uh, growing with it, um, possibly. Um, but yeah, like, we just have to wait and see. Patience is key here, and this is where the big boys or the, you set what separates the men from the boys in, in this situation or the women from the girls because we're all about quality here <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh, I think um, it does look like it's reaching one, one of those levels where I would actually buy like yeah. um, especially if it does test like go anywhere near 700 again yeah, yeah. $700 I think that's a bargain mm. um, yeah I can't remember the last time like it's, it's been cheap <laughs> yeah yeah it's, um it's yeah. hit that range in a while so yeah i would say one inferior for around that range is definitely somewhere like it's is where their support seems mm, i agree um i got some at 800 not all, too long ago and then uh again um below that just above 700 whilst it was crashing so um it's it's it is definitely a bargain area in my opinion but you know guys got to do your own TA yeah. Um, but yeah moving on next up we'll be talking about telegram and Venezuela okay so telegram is a messaging app if you don't know what it is it's kind of like whatsapp it just has a few different features but essentially it's just like whatsapp and they decided to launch their own ICO and they made up to three quarters of a billion yeah billion of a B um, dollars in the ICO that is huge um, and they weren't the only ones Venezuela as I think we've spoken about before they were launching their ICO and they finally launched it and they made around the same amount three quarters of a billion um, 
this is huge it, there's a lot there's a lot to talk about um in terms of what this means and and there's a lot under this mainly because of the sheer amount of money that came into this especially in, in a point where the market is is not at its strongest or at its peak and yet there's so much confidence in these ICOs which are kind of very these aren't even the strongest use cases because we can argue that Venezuela why would you put your faith in you know a dictator and what he wants to do and also telegram what are they going to do with all that money like what does a, me does a messaging app need with all that um with all those funds and so yeah we're going to get stuck here well on this point so for a little while now um i've noticed that in this blockchain space um what we've required is kind of support from the industries that we currently have and now, like, we, you know, taking you back a little bit, um, last year we went to um, the summit um, and we got to see how people are, you know, starting to get into the space. And we even start, saw, like, big players like IBM, etc., actually suggesting that they're going to go around to different companies implementing, you know, um, basically distributed ledger technology, you know, across, across, across you know, different industries. Um, and now what we haven't seen, except for maybe Kodak, is actually... Um, like a company that's well recognized and has support ready and them actually launching an ICO and actually, you know, what will happen. And I think Telegram is a, a good example of that. You know, everybody knows about Telegram. And if you don't know, you know, you're, you know, you might have heard of it or, you know, there's a big use, usage of Telegram, you know, across the world. So it's kind of a case of how, you know, how how would they go or you know how low would they go but flipping around <laughs> like how good could they be um and i think that is an example and again a country launching their ico and everything else whilst yeah you know there's all the other political reasons and the rest of it you know that for a fact not everybody reads into things or you know actually delves into what's going on behind it they just hear a country's doing that it must be a good investment throw money into it throw money into it and I think that's what we're seeing. That's my opinion. We're seeing that kind of um, effect. And I think we're going to continue to see that effect. The reason why right now it might have had such a big impact is because people aren't actually investing in other ICOs or other coins. So what they're suggesting is, you know what? Boom, this one's coming up. It's pretty much guaranteed to do quite well in their heads. Throw money into it, throw money into it and see where it goes. And I think that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. Yeah, it's an interesting one because... Um obviously three quarters of a billion at launch is very impressive for ICO but then we're dealing with a country and one of the like a very well-known application in the community again telegram is it's kind of like whatsapp it's an instant uh, messaging service um they have a lot lot less uh, like uh, decryption with telegram it's, a, it's used a lot more worldwide and uh, basically usually it's used a lot in the cryptocurrency market because uh, ICOs tend to make uh, messaging boards off uh, um, in, in, uh, in Telegram. Telegram so basically you can have about thousands of people in, in a group um, so what you have is a lot of people who tend to uh, buy ICOs they use Telegram to stay updated with what's going on with their ICO, so uh, I think Telegram have done well there with their marketing because they know that um, the people who tend to invest 
use their app. Their app. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what, uh, a few months ago, um, Kick, which is a messaging service, which is mostly used in America, mm. in, in, uh, in North America, uh, they brought out ICO. Mm. Um, I'm assuming similar technology. Yeah. But they brought out ICO and it didn't do very well. It raised a lot of money, yeah. but it didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, Telegram. Mm. Uh, we were just talking off, off, off the pod saying how um, doing it first isn't always right. Yeah. Sometimes like the, 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 the best people in, in the game, in any game, are the, not necessarily the ones who come first. It's the ones who time it right yeah. and they, they know what they're doing. Mm. And they're the ones who, who, who profit so maybe did like Telegram are gonna learn from Kick's mistakes and profit off them. Mm. It'll be interesting to see. Oh uh, yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, the fact that they're so big, they're, they're so huge, definitely com- contribute to it, and it might set precedent. Other big companies or established companies might look at this and be like, hmm, we could do with a quarter, three quarters of a billion. Why don't we launch our own ICO? And um, you know they might follow through and and do the same thing but at the same time this could leave the ico um space which has already been abused to be even abused even further so we'll have to see how that how that goes yeah because i think on that point it's like what did they do with that money <laughs> like you, you your ico you you raised money in order to actually develop to create this you know amazing product in effect, you're kind of just transitioning your current product, I would assume, to the new technology. Do you need that much money for that? Like, what is your opinion of developers one billion? I don't know. <laughs> like, what, what, what is the reason behind it? Because, um, you know, Bitcoin, for instance, when it started, I'm pretty sure they didn't have a billion or whatever to start what they did or develop what they did. Um, and how many other ICOs are starting on that, you know, that much money? And then, you know, then, as you're saying, Jeff, you've got to kind of think of what if they just cashed out, man, of the market. What's going to happen to the market? Yeah, it's um, because in the case of um, like obviously uh, with an ICO, with most ICOs, you have to buy your um, cryptocurrencies or your token with ETH. So they've just handed over a quarter of a billion ETH to a Telegram. So now Telegram has a quarter of a billion ETH to dump on the market if they want to, which yeah. they will eventually. You know, they'll have to cash out and yeah, use yeah. those funds for other things. Um, so that's just one thing also to to um, bear in mind. But also other companies now, like I mentioned before, will start doing this because it's a great opportunity to raise funds. It's, like un- it's an unregulated market. And it's pretty straightforward. Although regulations are coming, um, you know, it's um, it's not here yet, and we still have to basically um, deal with you know cowboy system. What was that ICO the other day? What that um, the other day a few weeks ago, um, and it was a scam, and they they had an exit scam, and people went onto their site website, and it, it just had the word penis on it. Oh yeah, serious? yeah, it just had the word penis on it. Everyone wanted wow. to check what happened to their funds, what was going on with the project. And it just said penis, and that was it. And they, and they just never heard from them again. Uh, it was, 
that is the sort of um that's why you gotta be careful in this space that's why we're always telling you guys to do your own research and be careful because there's certain people out there that literally they don't care about you they just want to take your money and that's why you have to make sure that what you're investing in is actually a product that's going to be useful in the world that could actually have a long-term application because it's dangerous like there's people that probably invested a huge portion if not all of their life savings and that's what they had to go to like it was it's like you might laugh at it at one point but when you see it from a different point of view if you were that person you'd be fuming and there'd be nothing you could do about it um yeah i think people right now will be listening going you know what i would never invest in something like that how could i get caught out with you know somebody just posting my penis and that's what i've invested in but then like yeah you might be thinking that now but say you know a, a company comes around and you know they're that bigger apple and they bring out something like you know i don't know i blockchain or something and i blockchain is the in thing and everybody starts investing in i blockchain <laughs> you don't know what they're going to really do with it like yeah it's a great team behind it you know it's apple you know they're reputable but what is tech like what are they actually producing what are they giving um you know and then then i'm not gonna lie i think this is the first time i'll actually say you've got to start thinking about the coin <laughs> because yeah it might be pumping up all the way to like billions but then if it drops you're... yeah but, you know. uh, but the thing is with uh, <coughs> gaining revenue um like we i, I think it's good we realize this because this is something which tends to be how it is especially in the cryptocurrency community is branding with like a lot of things is everything mm. and it tends to be the things that are well branded or like they they're just a bigger brand they're, mm. they're what generate money so obviously bitcoin biggest brand not exactly the best technology mm. um again telegram the fact that it is so prevalent in the te- uh, in uh, in the community mm. is gonna dra- generate so much money mm. it's generated as much as a goddamn country yeah yeah in uh making their own currency mm-hmm. Um, which has done really well and beat all the expectations. Yeah. A quarter of a billion, mm. that's so good. Mm. Like um, even how flawed Venezuela is, like <laughs> they're, they're, I'm sure they're happy. They took a risk. Yeah, and it, and it worked out. For it them. worked out yeah. exactly. Like um, I mean, that's that's a market, right? Imagine imagine Facebook came out with their own ICO. Oh, They'd make so much. They'd probably hit two. I bet they're scheming, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They're 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 implementing their way. Maybe they'll do it through WhatsApp or maybe any other of their properties will do it and then yeah. and then one day google who's a big boy in the tech space will do something and you know but maybe they're waiting for regulation because they they've got a lot more to lose you know and so we'll see what happens with them they've been very quiet um but in the background i'm i know they've been investing in um certain um icos and, and companies that are doing launching icos so um you know <laughs> it's it's definitely it's interesting and it, it, it brings legitimacy like there's there's pros and cons to it like it brings legitimacy to the space um it puts more money in the space to good people but it also puts money to bad people and it also might saturate the space as well so uh, it's one of those things but this is how things grow like the internet everything any type of business any type of industry this is how it grows you know um you got the little um, self starters, you know, the, the guys that are the early adopters and things like that. Then people realize the potential, throw money at it. Then the big boys come into play and throw even more money at it. Then 
you know what often happens is it pops like and that's why everyone says it's a bubble but just because it pops doesn't mean it's going to disappear it just means that the prices will get will meet will head down to like a um what this is um the way um michael jr actually explains it in in our track group if you're in there it goes to its mean level which is basically where it's supposed to be and um it's like an equilibrium point exactly like an equilibrium point where it's supposed to be and then it will just move from there and probably head up again and that's the cycle this is a we're in a keynesian um economy and this is how it's all going to work with everything don't get scared of it you just have to be smart with it don't buy at the top you know just don't spend more than you can afford it's just those simple simple rules will keep you alive in this space and you know just keep discipline and that's that's all it is really and enjoy it as well you know you need to enjoy learning about the space and you know if you don't enjoy it you why are you doing it really that's the, you know come on but um get in you know get get involved you know read about stuff i don't know start a blog you know these these things will help you focus on on the right things actually and help you stay safe because if you're constantly looking into it you'll know what to look out for and that's kind of like what we, we've done you know we because we've looked into it uh, quite extensively we know we can tell when something is going to be dodgy we're not oracles or anything we're not perfect but you know we just kind of get a vibe or we kind of know sometimes that we're right and sometimes we're wrong but you know it's just better to be safe than sorry really you know but speaking of um, the space and how dangerous it is, obviously we mentioned regulation quite um, briefly. Um, there, Gibraltar, I think, um, Courtney, you were saying? Uh, yeah, so basically um, we've been talking about regulation for a little while now. Um, so it seemed a bit fitting to do a bit more research into regulation itself. Um, but... What was interesting to, to, to read, basically, was the fact that um, Gibraltar is actually the first um, cryptocurrency, uh, uh, cryptocurrency, first place, sorry, to actually introduce regulation. Okay, so start of Jan, pretty much, um, 2018, they actually um, basically set off rules, and it was the uh, Gibraltar, um, or Gibraltar Financial Services Commission bit of a tongue twister there um but they basically um put across this legislation that suggested that any um sort of transition of value in regards to um distributed ledger technology blockchain blockchain technology um would actually have to go through them so any 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 money made basically through uh, blockchain technology needs to go through them and now they they kind of have a, a a setup which you know it's quite interesting you know there's loads of aspects to it but there is like fees and stuff like that so if you were to set up your ICO so um, there's like a initial kind of application fee that you have to pay which is £2,000 and then subsequently um, you know there's like a full application fee that you have to pay and depending on the complexity of you know exactly um, your 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 kind of uh, you know ICO so um, will kind of incur additional fees and they rank up you know to about you know even flat about thirty k you know so it is is kind of expensive especially um, there's an actual annual fee as well so kind of like a kind of like a 
service kind of that you're you're getting of them regulating you you know each year and kind of approving you to keep going each year um and again that's you know depending on the complexity it goes from like 10 to 30k um you know and, and on the side of all of that you, basically it's, it's, it's their way of just kind of controlling what kind of happens to people in in, in gibraltar making sure that in effect these icos aren't you know taking liberties and you know just ripping off people within the country um you know it's been easier for them you know apparently you know through word of mouth it's actually been kind of easy for them to actually implement this the reason being is that um you know they were part of uk and the rest of it and their legislation isn't so far off from ours mm. but they're not governed by us anymore so um for them to actually implement this it wasn't too difficult they've got everything that they've they've got a lot of things set up mm. um utilizing what they you know they had from us mm. so um it's, it's quite interesting to actually you know see that they they were the first to do it now malta on the si flip side of things they've looked at that and they said well they're doing it it's a good time to get into the space and start regulating and um you know the the Maltese government have actually started their you know um steps towards regulating um you know the blockchain world basically um and you know right now i'd say it's, it's a big move it's a, it was a big move for gibraltar to do it because um, you know you don't know where it's really going to go how it's going to impact you know your, your your economy um and the Maltese government they kind of are taking the steps forward to do the same now what's interesting also is the fact that the rest of the eu um in effect um are scared to do so you know um a number of countries <coughs> excuse me a part of the eu have actually stepped up and said well i don't know if this is a great idea to kind of introduce regulation now just because of growth and you know where things are going even us you know you had theresa may saying the other day yeah we need to look into it but it's like yeah maybe in the distant future mm. potentially after brexit um <laughs> you know because you don't know what's going to do to growth you can kind of like lock down so many bits of your economy because of this mm. especially the growth in tech right now tech and making things automated and you know pushing the, the it industry is the biggest thing in the world right now mm. you know Go read about it. It's, it's it's really big right now, you know. Autonomous autonomous vehicles, all that type of stuff. It's really big right now. So blockchain technology, believe it or not, has a good part in all those types of things, in the Internet of Things, etc. So they don't want to, you know, you know, cut down on growth because of that. But um, that being said, yeah, Motor, um, they're pushing ahead. Um, there's questions around it, you know, what their intentions are. It seems as if they're trying to control a lot of what's going on mm. for good reasons but then there's also the fact that they um they're one of the biggest banks there they've actually got a, a large stake in it mm. and that bank has actually blocked cryptocurrency you know purchases even to stuff like coinbase mm. so then kind of gives you um you know other questions about you know why that's the case pretty much um and what are their true intentions are they trying to you know slow down everything get control of it and pretty much centralize everything which again in the space as you know isn't really what we want mm. but yeah that's 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 it really. yeah that's a good summary of everything i mean cool covered it all <laughs> yeah. um yeah <laughs> you got, no no it's all right no you got the detailed breakdown guys that from courtesy of courtney uh but yeah no that's that all of that is um super interesting it definitely will uh, other countries be looking at what they're doing and be modeling 
Yeah, and that's basically what they do, like with everything. Mm. With like, countries always borrow things from each other. Exactly. Yeah. The, so, the thing here's here's the thing. Like mm. um, a lot of uh, countries now, like just smaller countries. I'm not just talking about your um, America, China, mm. the UK, France, or Germany. Mm. Like these smaller countries in Europe are waking up and they're realizing that we need to we need to basically prepare ourselves for um, this new digital age mm. um and like I, I i'm just a fan of geopolitics i, I do keep up with this stuff mm. and a lot of countries like estonia romania yeah. have invested so much in their technology in the mm. past 10 to 15 years that it's ridiculous and they're finally realizing that okay well this is where we should probably like put our money in and like mm. uh, like basically hedge, hedge our bets mm. so again like uh, Romania have done a lot. Uh, they have a lot of um, like people in, in the in the tech. Mm. Uh, um, Estonia have a lot of uh, blockchain companies and ICOs actually sprouting up from there. Mm. And Mol so Molto have actually decided that yeah, we're going to become one of them now. So they like they've already like said like we're going to go for this. So um, what that says for uh, like the obviously the first world countries, uh, the the tech leaders. Mm. Well, I think. I understand their position again it's kind of back to what we were saying before mm. they want to see and see how it pans out it's, it's much easier to do it with a smaller economy mm. and you, it's clear to see that the uk government are doing that with gibraltar mm. uh because obviously uh, gibraltar te uh, used pounds yeah um so i'm sure they they're tr trying it out with a small uh, small community which they control mm. so uh yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how uh, we'll be watching closely how it happens how it grows into gibraltar Definitely, and um, you know, we all know that um, regulation is a big factor. And one person who's been keeping their eye on that, um, and 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 the ICO space in particular, and how you know something needs to be done is Vitalik Buterin, actually, the founder of um, Ethereum. Uh, he's come up with a new, brand new type of ICO, which is basically a fusion of a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization, which basically is um allows people to vote for certain things through a smart contract which is decentralized so there's no space for um you know tampering with the votes and an ico and he calls it a daico or daico if, if you will um and basically what this does is it allows the people who have invested in an ico to basically have a say in where the funds are allocated um how they're spent how much goes to the team um, depending on what is in the, in the smart contract they also have the ability to um, and this one's quite interesting actually to self-destruct the smart contract if they need to and you might be thinking why would they ever want to do that well if for example like um, the scam guys that we're t talking to talking to you guys about before that left penis on their on their website mm -hmm. um, if you found out that they had taken your funds and it was in the smart contract somewhere and you weren't getting it back and they left penis you wouldn't hesitate to self-destruct that smart contract so they didn't get anything out of it and not only does it stop them from getting away with the funds it also takes away the incentive for other um scams to come here and and make um scam icos and take your money because they're not going to get anything out of it if anything they're doing it all going through all that trouble building that stuff for nothing and also risking going to jail um down the line so um it's definitely a, a, a great um, 
idea. Whether people are going to uh, uh, take it up, that's a different question. But right now it's being tested. Uh, I will leave a link below where you guys can um, read the um, breakdown of this. It goes into a lot of detail. And there are other features that are quite complicated. And he basically talks about how um, it will self-destruct if there's a 51% attack and, and, and raising the, the fun tap and, and loads of other uh, details. And I think there's a couple of articles on this as well. And he and for you developers out there, he's got the code there for you guys to see in Solidity, I believe. Yeah. So um, you guys can go out there and, and check it out for yourselves if you're if you understand Solidity. Um, yeah, look, I, I like this idea, and I and I no, don't only like the idea, I like the fact that he's actually looking for a solution to kind of help the space without heavy-handed regulation and, and and still keeping the power within the people who who are invested which is only right you know that they they um they get a, a say in this but there is an issue that i can foresee with this yeah, because because if you give the people the power mm. who's to say that they're the best people to know what's going on you know who are who are they to vote just because they've invested doesn't mean they know where the money should go yeah and, and, what, and what should happen with that and with the same token um these people might just be just as malicious or they might actually um they might not actually uh i actually kind of forgot what i was gonna say there um no they um so basically if you're an ico company why would you want to give up that power uh, it's just um it doesn't it might it's a bit risky really for you to do that sort of thing and it might turn people away from starting their own icos and, and stuff like that uh yeah well i think could it also potentially like on a side of things if you give you know people that ability could potentially when you do get regulated you can use it as like a look we allow them to do this so isn't that isn't that a good thing like um in order to kind of ensure i don't know more of, more of a case of to ensure that you look like you're actually trying to help people you're you're looking like you're trying to be more secure you're looking like you're trying to be kind of a good ICO. <laughs> basically that's what i'm getting at yeah. um and i think that's something that you could always argue i think for ICO to, to take this on board or implement it or cryptocurrency to imp implement this it would be a case of you know look what we're doing here come here you know invest in us because we're doing this and you've got more control and it's like a selling tool in effect um i thought how i'd most likely see it yeah you're right like it, would, it could be used as a marketing tactic um an effective one if it's uh, adopted uh it's just uh i think it's just a cool idea really and it's mm. it's just nice to be experimenting <coughs> with this type of thing eventually i'm sure this isn't like the best way to deal with it but eventually because this is there someone can build on top of that and build on top of it and this is yeah. how progress happens yeah i think really it's a good a good time for ethereum to be doing this type of stuff you know them forward thinking and kind of providing something for other icos to jump on mm. as they're investing in to, to ethereum in effect yeah like um yeah i think it's a really good idea but to be a devil's advocate um and obviously looking at it like obviously uh we we understand um game theory for example mm. 
and uh, like the 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 whole fact is in his name is a theory, mm. and there are problems to game theory. So yeah. like as as like I'm just looking at it, and I can see there could be problems with it, mm. uh, like and here's one of the problems. I'm going to say you pump and dump groups. Yeah. And um, it's the whole fact that okay, well you have this uh, this DA ICO. There's not a lot, of, uh, not a lot of volume, and now someone can uh, do a drastic change in the price, uh, or uh, like do a massive buy, causing the price to rise, mm. and then having a lot of power in terms of the vote of like what they're gonna do with it. Um, yeah. Now another thing as well is obviously like how do we decide when that people can vote mm. um saying mo like mob rules mm. isn't always the best thing true. um like there's a lot there's there's a lot of problems with this whole game theory mm. uh, aspect of it like there, it makes sense when when it's kind of like a one-on-one -on -one basis that's mm. that's how that like in my in my opinion anyway. mm. but um like if uh if some if, if there's very drastic price changes like how is that going to handle the vote? Like mm. when, uh, when, wh what determines whether, like, uh, well, I think they should add this. Like, some, like, you can only vote when there's stable, stable prices. Mm. And what, but what determines that? Um, it, because drastic pr uh, price changes could, could make like uh, very negative votes or positive yeah, votes, true. depending. So, um, I think they thought about this though, mm. because it's a very logical way of thinking it's to true. see it yeah. and uh, like they must have thought about this and they did kind of like edge on it so it seems like they haven't got all the answers yeah. for it yeah right now it's just in like a beta mode sort yeah, of thing exactly. they're just kind of testing it so we'll have to see how it kind of turns out and I look forward to it I look forward to them developing it uh, maybe perhaps by the time they finish it might not even be called a DAICO it could be called something completely different and be used quite commonly and widely and and things a lot of the issues in the ICO space will be solved or partially solved because there's certain things you're never going to be able to fix and they they happen in even IPOs of today and that's why you have things like um people like Jordan Belfort and stuff um Wolf of Wall Street for people who, who don't know um you know scamming people and things like that so it's just one of those things the financial markets are always going to be a dangerous place but anything to help them be a bit safer is a good thing i i think and that kind of brings us to the end of um the podcast today um oh yeah one thing i did want to mention is some people enjoyed music during the um during the podcast you know in the little in the background in one of the um in the videos we had a bit of a um music in the background just quietly and some people hated it so we're just going to leave it to a vote i'm going to put music behind this one because i didn't put music behind the last one but for those of you who like it leave a vote or leave a like or comment just let us know and then we'll put all your votes together and we'll decide whether from now on we'll have music in the background or not um but yeah thanks for listening if you enjoyed it please leave a like and a comment tell us why you enjoyed it if you hated it leave a dislike and tell us why you hated it and hopefully we can change um the stuff that you don't like and improve but yeah that's it um thanks for listening i'll we'll see you guys next time all right then take care guys see you guys next week <laughs>